Yo, yo, yo. Welcome uh, back to the Bitcoin podcast. Uh, you know, I hope uh, you enjoyed last week's episode. We're coming at you again. So uh, this is episode 336 of the Bitcoin <laughs> podcast, baby. Uh, nope. Sure 337. Sure is it, Alicia. It's episode What's that noise? It's not me. I don't hear anything. This is episode 337. Shit. I was two off. Oh, wow. Come on, brain. What are you doing? We don't do numbers in the Buckmore podcast. <laughs> hey, look, I blame this on the fact that I'm trying to wean myself off of caffeine. And let me tell you something. Caffeine's a hard drug. It's got to be because my body and brain hate me right now. Like I got mad today at something so small. Then I had a headache. Caffeine yeah. is dangerous. Like, but I drink so much of it. Like, so much of it is in my body. Like, it's in my soul. Anyways, episode 338. I'm the host that talks first, D. I am the host that talks second, Dr. Corey Petty. And I'm the host that talks after the second host, Ooh, Jesse. Clever girl. Ah, <laughs> I see what you did there. I see what you did there. Yeah, so this so, is going to be, like um, a, gonna be like, a, like a, a lot of newcomers, I think, coming to this episode because our because our guest. Yeah, man. That's uh, so we had a guest from the old YouTubes. If you're unfamiliar with YouTube, then you're probably a newborn. But uh <laughs> if you <laughs> no, uh she's a longtime YouTuber. Um, you know, she's been doing it for a while. Ali Spagnoli. Uh, Spagnola. Out, Spagnola. Spagnola. See, it's the caffeine. It's the caffeine. I need it. I need it or my body doesn't work right. <laughs> um and she became accidentally Bitcoin rich. So it was a good interview. You're going to hear all about that. But Later. first off, uh, how was y'all's week, man? Jesse, you go first. How was your week? Mm, it was good. Number number go up a lot. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you're in it for the tech, though. You're in it for the yeah, tech. Yeah, yeah. Tech, tech is great. Jesse, I don't think it's <laughs> ever been in it for the tech. <laughs> Wait, what? You entered the yeah, Slack like, and started the Price Talk channel. He's the he's responsible for that. Because I was like, so, I don't talk about price. He's like, well, I'm gonna go talk about price over here. So any you DJs will talk about price, and the whole Slack just went into the Price Price Talk channel. Yeah, I know they were like, yeah, we're gonna go. We're gonna go we're talk, gonna talk about, about we're gonna talk about price. 
um well yeah the numbers are going up you know bitcoin had a bitty jump because i think elon musk farted and then i mean i don't know crypto markets do what they do it's hard to like every day what's up i went so i bought uh donuts right (laughs) this is is not a story about my breakfast uh i'm talking about this it's it's absurd well i'm talking a little about the absurdity so i donuts was a project in i think it's f trader um, it was, I think it was one of the first Reddit projects that allowed for the governance of the of the of the subreddit to be to be done with, with crypto. So Donuts was the crypto that was done for this, and so you actually get this by by participating in that in that thread. And there's some other rules associated with it, but I, I got some for being in there for a long time, and then I bought some um, because I just, I just like the project and I know some of the people who contribute to it, and. It's like over the past few days, it went up 2,000%. <laughs> You're in it for the tech coring. Just remember. Oh, no. I want to, I want to make money. Don't get me wrong. I just don't focus on the price. I, I make money by making good choices, by understanding what's going on. That's my that's my route. Whatever you need to do. Yeah. Just, how you much know, whatever cocaine you need to are you going to Huh? I said, how much cocaine are you going to get with those donuts? <laughs> oh, dude. That's like a, like a $500,000 crack party. Like. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, um, what was it like that that old the dude who's like trying to fill out a lotto ticket and the news reporter goes up to the guy and she's like, "So what are you gonna do if you win the lotto?" And he's like, "Hookers and cocaine." And then the news reporter is like, "Oh shit, we gotta cut it back to the studio. We didn't expect that guy to be crazy." Anyway. <laughs> yeah, yeah um, and then uh, and then uh, I guess this week. Kind of like Jesse was saying before this, like we've been, like I'm sure all of us have, even a lot of our listeners have been inundated by all the people who don't talk to us starting to talk to us, asking whether or not Dogecoin is a good investment. <laughs> oh my God, yes. I did. Because it skyrocketed, I guess. Did Elon say something about it? Like, why is it uh, Why is it going up? Wall Street Bets started pumping it. Oh, Wall, they did? Yeah, Wall Street Bets. Yeah. Wall Street Bets did this? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's so stupid. Elon and Wall Street. Yeah, Elon always wow. tweets about he's CEO of Dogecoin. Like it's literally a meme coin. Like I, I and what I tell people, what my typical my response when someone asks about it is that even the creator of Dogecoin marvels at it, the stupidity of its popularity. Yeah, not even like, he likes it. Openly. He's like, why are people like it hasn't been developed or or done anything to in years? And people just keep on using it and keep on pumping it. Jackson Palmer oh. is the, the guy's name, according to he's, the show. Well, he still works in crypto, right? Jackson yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I haven't. I haven't talked to him. What kind of power name is that? What kind of I write books ass name is like? I write books that go to Hollywood ass name is Jackson Palmer. Like, that's a badass name. I'm just What's wrong with your name. You got a pretty powerful name. It is powerful, but it doesn't look like any of my books are going to get picked up by Steven Spielberg. I can't read Jesse's name um, and not do uh, Anchorman's <laughs> voice. Say it. Say it. Yes, I knew you were going to say it. Jesse Santiago. <laughs> it's impossible. I can't even read it without doing I it that way. means a whale's vagina. No, no. It means saint. No, <laughs> anyways. Sorry, Jesse, that you, you know, are part of a, a Anchorman meme. It's so hot yeah. in the streets to say meme these days. You know yeah. what I mean? 
Remember back in the late nineties, Corey, when there were those frozen ice cream dots that you could dipping eat dots. at the mall? Dipping yeah, dots. dipping dots. What a fucking meme that was. Fucking you can I don't meme know if anything. That's the right way to say that. Oh, that's not. <laughs> I don't think so. I'm gonna say just, use that word. Can't just meme stuff. I don't think the word means what you think it means. <laughs> um well, anyways, yeah. So so those of you that have been living under a fucking rock or don't know how to read. It's not your fault. Uh, Wall Street Bets, Reddit group, they've been fucking up the world, right? They said, hey, we're about to put our dick on the table. And they've been doing that. <laughs> Sorry. There's a better Going way for to it today, that. huh? <laughs> there was a better way to put that. But, you know, I needed it to be abrasive. I needed it to be, I needed it to have some, uh, you know, gripping visual there. So, uh, <laughs> thank you, Alicia. Corrupted, Alicia. <laughs> I need to be a grouping visual. Uh, Jesse, why are you doing that? Why are you, Did you see the you... guy who started it? Who started the uh, GME pump? Yeah, he looks like a nerdier Weezer. Looks like the lead a singer nerdier. of Weezer, but even nerdier. Let's look. I'm going to search it. <laughs> he looks I'm like some... This, so. He looks like friends I had in middle school. And, and we did Star Wars LARP. So that tells you what kind of level of nerdy that we're, that we're what talking is it? about. What's it called? Wall Street Pets. Um, yeah. The article's in the chat, Alicia said. Thank you, Alicia. Is that he... dude. He looks Where like one it? of my kind. <laughs> <laughs> well. Is that, is that your brethren? Is that your brethren? Brother. brother? James Rogozinski. We yeah. did it, brother. We bested Wall Street. Look at us. There's a lot of ads on this page. That guy said thou before. Looks like he's got punched in the face for his wedding photo. You're looking at Keith Gill, right? Jamie Rogozinski. Keith Gill. Is that who I'm looking for? Keith Gill? Yeah, you're looking for Keith Gill. Let's just go back to this and click on whatever, Alicia. Which one am I clicking on, Alicia? I'm going to put the link at the very bottom of the chat. Got it. Keith Gill. Who wears go. that? Who wears that? <laughs> he's committing to the meme. He is committed. He's <laughs> oh, got he's back. got the wristbands. I respect this. Yeah. Uno cards, <laughs> his calculator. Wait a second. Is is he a meme? Yeah, so he he dipped chicken chicken tenders into champagne for the meme. Jesus. Look, he's got a banana for scale back there. I like this he's guy. He's got a cat shirt on. He's got a gaming chair. This man is a living meme, and now he's a millionaire, so good for him. Yeah. I like this guy. Good for him. Well, sometimes I question why I work so hard in life. Looking <laughs> at that picture right there. He's got a level of, of not giving a fuck that I kind of admire. <laughs> and the picture makes it worse. The picture like buries the knife in my side. Like you could be working less and making more. As a, as a... <laughs> He's got an eight ball Uno deck of Uno cards. Before I waste too much two people's time, why don't we move to the interview and then we'll just bullshit at the end. Oh, got okay. four, four quarters of a drink beer. You know, it's D? domestic. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. So, <laughs> so interviews, right? We do those. You know about that. You know, we're about to cut to one. Let me tell you some shit. All right. So Ali Spagnola has been making YouTube videos 
for a decade. Solid. Uh, she does funny videos. She does art. She does interesting concepts like blow up her boobies to the size of like giant, ginormous five foot by five foot posters so she can send to her. Whoa, what was that? What was that noise? Uh, I opened up Alice Spagnuolo's YouTube and it auto-played. Uh, <laughs> um, not, not bare boobs, but just like, uh, it's like a, it's a meme. Shoot, and so, <laughs> so, so we're going to cut to this interview. She accidentally became Bitcoin rich. She's loving life right now. Hopefully she wouldn't, she bought some Doge and now she's purposefully crypto rich. She probably didn't, but anyways, here it is. Hey, uh, welcome to another one of the Bitcoin podcast interviews. It's been a little while. No, it hasn't. We had an interview last week. I just like, I think I feel like I'm so used to saying that. But anyways, this week we are joined with uh, Ali Spagnola, uh, an internet artist. Um, and she makes things on YouTube. That is the official introduction <laughs> I was asked to give. And um, Ali, welcome to the show. Thanks. Glad to be here. Thanks for having me. Um, so how long have you been making stuff on YouTube? Um, it's been a while. I, I moved to LA and I've said, decided that I was full-time interneting like almost six <laughs> years ago and it worked. So I'm still doing it. That's what the made, best. Awesome. Yeah. Sorry, it's like, I, that's about the same time that we started this podcast. What, what motivated you to like, or gave you the confidence to say like, you know what, this is something I can do and I'm going to just do it. <laughs> Honestly, getting laid off. I worked at a startup and the company went under like nine out of 10 startups do. And I was like, huh, well, I've been moonlighting as a YouTuber. So I guess now's the time to pull the trigger and started doing it full time. Oh, so Very you went nice. full time. You went full time then, but you had been doing it kind of like as a hobby for how long? Yeah, that? much longer. Uh, I think my channel started like you can see on YouTube, yeah. like joined in 2008. It was about 2010 when I started being more serious about it. Wow. What's funny is I've actually seen your videos since I was like back in school, Corey. That would have been right around that time, since 2011 really? or 2012. I've seen your videos. Yeah, like you do. Oh. One of the things that I like that you do is when you do music and when you do like like the funny renditions <laughs> of songs. And I've seen it for a while, I've like a really long time. That's why when I saw you're like creeped into like uh, we have a Slack channel and all of a sudden you creeped in there and then it was about your video most recently because now you're accidentally Bitcoin rich. Uh, <laughs> and and I was like, oh, snaps, I've been watching her YouTube for a really long time. So um, how well I saw the video for the users that don't know. How did you get accidentally Bitcoin rich? <laughs> well, without going into the intricacies of this project I had, I basically was doing this art thing where people would donate to me. Uh, I didn't take payments, but they people could contribute to the project if they wanted. And one guy was like, hey, I'm gonna pay you in Bitcoin. And I'm like, what is that? I don't have time to sign up for, can you just not? He's like, no, it's really cool. You should definitely try it and it's totally safe and awesome. And I was like, fine, whatever. I looked into it, signed up, he sent me $50 in Bitcoin. And that was the end of my Bitcoin story, except that I it's now in the news and I was like, huh, I should go look that up. 
it's trending more, so it's reaching <laughs> people like me that aren't as into it as you guys are. And yeah, now it's at well, it was at the time of filming my video, it hit hit forty thousand dollars. I need to take a moment and congratulate you on something that a tremendous amount of people don't do, and that is keep track of your wallet. <laughs> like the fact that the <laughs> fact that you did this like flippantly and like whatever, sure, th throw some Bitcoin at me, I don't care. Back then, and then you were able to access it now is a is a is a tremendous testament to uh, your ability to do normal things. But like, <laughs> for some reason, people don't do, like they're, they're incapable of doing this. It's very difficult for people to even remember passwords, keep track of their wallets, so on and so forth. So kudos to you for actually still having it. Well, thank you. There's so many stories out there of people like losing millions because they just don't know their login or whatever. So I feel like I'm the antidote to that. I'm lucky. <laughs> I just don't get it, Corey. I'm never gonna get it. Like, how can people remember like certain things and just for totally forget a money password? Like, that's what blows my like. If people ask you your social security number, you can rattle it off like it's like just you know, like you were born with the instinctual knowledge of your social security number. But, <laughs> but a password to money, people are like, nah, fuck it. <laughs> Whatever. I don't need this. <laughs> Yeah. Do you guys have your keys committed to memory? Oh no, absolutely not. Well, that's like no. well, <laughs> we have we have access to the keys committed to memory, but that's pretty <laughs> much. I'm a, all I'm you a know security what? engineer. I have the most. Metal? Yeah, I have the weirdest like methodologies for accessing all my crypto that I, I, I don't recommend other people do because I spend my life thinking about this stuff. But like, there are like a, the majority of the ways that you like you said you signed up. You got a wallet. Someone sent you Bitcoin in the address, and then you, and you and they said like, "Hey, remember this phrase," and then you're like, "Okay, cool. I remember that phrase. Or I'll write it down," and you did that, and then that's all you have to do. That's literally all you have to do. But people, for some reason, just like they're like, "Yeah, I'll think about that later," and they just throw it away, and then they're like, <laughs> years down the line, they're like, Whoa. "Hey, uh, can you give me that phrase back?" And that's just not how it works in in this ecosystem, unfortunately. Uh, well kind of both right like it gives you the responsibility to hold on to that stuff and people don't like to do that because like D's told this story a few times on the podcast where some of his his uh relatives their methodology for remembering passwords is literally clicking the forgot password button they just wow. yeah they just throw some random yeah. bullshit in the password and they're like i'll click the button later yep that's <laughs> how it works that's the best security Corey. Is never having to remember a password. <laughs> um, well, I need your help, Corey. I need to do something intricate, crazy, because I actually just went on the internet to, to millions of people being like, hi, I don't know what I'm doing, and look at all this money I have. I'm more than happy to help you like secure it and yeah. do what you need to do with it. That's I'm more than happy to do that. That's part of my job. But like, you have, like, I guess that's a good like kind of transition into asking you like what questions do you have like you're, you're bitcoin rich now what like what is there something that you're just like what the hell do i do with this how does it work uh i didn't understand this <laughs> number one question do i spend it or hodl is that it hodl hodl <laughs> jeez you rolled your eyes so hard your head moved with it Corey. <laughs> <laughs> 
It's up to you. I mean, it's relatively risk-free. I mean, you got it for 50 bucks, so why not hold it? Excuse me. I know, that's the only reason I still have it is because I'm, like, still thinking it's 50 bucks. Do you have to get rid of all of it? Oh, well, technically I'm giving $50 away to 10 people that commented. That was a part of the video. It was, like, comment below, and I'm randomly picking 10 commenters to send them $50 in Bitcoin to get them started on it. Did they um, comment with their addresses? No, they. I, I'm going to take any comment and I'll just like DM them and get an address. Oh, cool, cool. Yeah, because the idea is that I started with 50 and now it's 40, and I'm like, okay, well, I'll send you 50 and you just wait eight years, and then I'll have given you a ton of money. <laughs> <laughs> that makes perfect Delayed sense. gratification. Learn, learn yeah. about it. We should do the same thing, Corey, Jesse. I want to do the same thing right now. Yeah. Boom! If you're listening. Comments in the Slack with your Bitcoin address. You get fifty dollars of Bitcoin, and in eight years, you'll be rich, like Ali. <laughs> Love it. Corey, why are you making that face? Because I just signed you up to give away fifty bucks. I'm trying to think about how I'm going to do this. Because <laughs> I have to handle all this shit. No, I was just gonna... like a twenty signature wallet. Oh shit! That you got to go to. No. our, our funds are pretty straightforward. Wait, the first, first, uh, first what? Five people? First ten people? I didn't put a number well, you on just it. Randomly select everybody in the Slack. Everybody's gonna join the Slack. It's like seven hundred fifty yeah. people on our Slack. They're like, From I'm coming. Company. I'm doing this. Yeah, we should put a number on that. Every let's say ten people. All right, ten people. All right? That's fine. Cool. Ten. Pay ten it for ten people. There we go. We're just gonna keep this chain going. We should. Could we could make it hashtag? Yeah. So what do you want? What do you want to do with your money? Like, oh, make that cool video. I don't like the reason I was so excited is because it's such a good story. And that I actually tracked down the guy that gave me the initial 50 bucks and like surprised him and thanked him. And it like the video turned out really cool and I got to tell that story. So that's what I cared about. I don't know about the money. Can you talk about that a little bit? Like, can you go into like the process of tracking that person down and talking to him and his reaction and stuff? Yeah. So I wasn't, I recorded all of it and I wasn't able to put it up because he is way smarter than me and cares about security. So I didn't like show anything about him. (laughs) (laughs) But um, so I had his original email because he had sent me, you know, we had interacted and I kind of used that to find that I I just got lucky. We had a mutual friend on Facebook and that guy helped me set up like a coffee date to, to, and I um, drove to Vegas from LA and surprised him. Jeez Louise. It's so easy to find people in the world nowadays. That's scary. I know. I have one coming up. This Actually, tomorrow this video is coming out where there was a guy just constantly for years commenting that I had small boobs. And so... <laughs> oh, love internet For comments. years? <laughs> that yeah, dude yeah. is it just dedicated. Consistently... This is super dedicated. Always. Hold on. I got this hobby where I comment on this chick's... Uh... YouTube about her small boobs. It's something I do. Don't worry about it. For years? Who does that for years? Okay. Well, I found out who does that for years, and he is a grown man with three kids, like a leader in his community. He has like a wife. Like he's not spending time with his family. He's scrolling through Instagram, making me feel bad about myself. So I tracked him down, obviously, and I know like where he is. He's in my hometown, actually. So long story short, it was a sponsorship with fathead so i had them blow up pictures of my boobs not nude just like photos of close-ups of my boobs in a shirt like huge canvases printed i have them over there you guys aren't a video podcast are you 
I'm recording this. Uh, um, we'll record the video. We we'll might put it up. We always if you want to see it, I can go show you my giant knockers. Yeah, but... put them on. <laughs> no one hates that. <laughs> so I tracked him down to gift him that. And I, I mean, like, I know everything about this guy. And then, and then ended up finding out we also have a mutual friend, too. So anyway, that's... <laughs> It's been a recent trend on my channel tracking people down. I don't know if I should keep doing that. Is that like uh like what's your what was your tagline for that? Like fat knockers? Like is it was sponsored by Fathead? Oh Fathead, yeah, right. <laughs> that was good. So I just wonder if you're a legend in his life. Like do you wonder if he like look, here she is again. Look, guys, look, I'm gonna comment on it. Like, do you think that he tells his friend? Like, I don't understand for years. Just, I know. That's why I wanted him to come on my channel, too. So the goal, I made this video talking about it. And the goal is to, I'm going to DM it to him because he's DM'd me, too. Um, oh, wow. And being like, come on my channel and tell your side of the story. He probably, like, does tell he think he's hilarious? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I'm going to find out. Oh, sorry, Corey. I, I horribly interrupted you. You can ask a question. It's important. Oh, what was I saying? Uh... After ah, doesn't matter. I forgot. <laughs> well, I'm so, taking you out the uh, Bitcoin course. Sorry. I guess the obvious question is: now that you are Bitcoin rich, you most obviously feel that Bitcoin is the future of money, right? And this is just what it's going to be, and and Bitcoin is is going to be the new king of currency going into the future. You could say a couple so. of my <laughs> smart friends have said that, and I say it's smart friends like people I respect. Um, yeah, uh, I, I guess I'm just looking at it as like, yes, it's either that or nothing, and nothing in between. Why can't it be something in between? Uh, because it's all speculative. So we we are either moving upward and f believing in this, or suddenly we stop believing in this and it becomes nothing. Mm -hmm. I guess that means it doesn't have any statement. utility. Like that's you know what I mean. Like if 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 you feel as though that's the case, then it doesn't seem to have any real use to you. I guess that's different from something. Okay, else. I guess yeah. People value what the actual system of being able to send money this way versus the traditional banking and whatever. Right? Is that what mm -hmm. you're saying? I think yeah, and I don't know enough about Bitcoin to be like wow, this is significantly a better system. I mean, I know blockchain is the future of everything probably, right? Yeah. It's like a, it's like a buzzword. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> we're not, we're not going to proselytize to you. I'll tell you that much. Uh, so uh, I will. I will. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, these two pragmatic individuals right here don't understand what I do. And that, yes, it is the future. And uh, people don't have uh, people. Let me let me see if I can preface this right. Is that he's gonna yes. hold on forever? That's what he's gonna try to say. No, I'm just gonna <laughs> hold on for one more day. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> nope. Nobody. Not doing it. Not doing it. Yeah, I know you got it, Corey. I know you got it. Um, Ali, you probably got it too, but. Anyways. Not, not, no. <laughs> Hold on for one more day. There it is. There it is. I'm waiting for it. No. Um, Don't encourage him. Yes. Yeah, he does this all the time. There's it's a nice. lot of, yes, there is a lot of faith and value. You're not wrong, right? I mean, you make art, you know. Some of your art pieces sell for, for the big bucks. Some of them sell for, you know, a bag of Cheetos. You know, it is what it is. 
Um, well, I was hungry. Yeah. It's like, ah, you know, I'll give you this piece for, let's say, five bucks. I'm just trying to get burrito. But what I'm saying is value is it is faith-based at some point. Now, currency or whatever it may be, I mean, that's always been faith-based. Just everyone looks at a dollar and says it's a dollar because we all believe it's going to be a dollar. Uh, it wasn't at one point with the, when the dollar backed an actual piece of gold. Well, I that's guess that's true. still faith that gold matters. You're right. Mm, that's true as well. Um, I mean, so eventually there's a buildup of so much faith that people just start to say, okay, this is just the way it's going to be. And this is what we relate things to. We relate things to Bitcoin and dollars and gold and whatever. And um, I'm arguing with Jesse and Corey because people already do that. Large businesses already do that. Large, large businesses already do that. And, you know, when people are trading hundreds of tons of wheat for Bitcoin, then it's already there. And you guys can stop making that argument that it's not there because it is. I, I, I think it's going to be there. I'm just saying it's not going to be the only thing. Like there's a bunch of stuff that's useful. And oh, the only yeah. reason, the only reason like we, like we, we make that assumption that, um, it's going to be there or like we can we can we can believe that it'll retain value is that people are using it and there's stuff built on it so like there's like a underlying foundation of other people and a market for using this type of stuff if that doesn't exist then it's really 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 easy for people to just stop using it right and that and that faith-based value to go away and in the in the concept of like cryptocurrencies it may turn out in the future that like there's things that provide the utility of Bitcoin better than Bitcoin. And the meme of Bitcoin is the only way in cryptocurrency may go away and lead towards other more nuanced or specialized things. Uh, but for now, Bitcoin seems to be the, 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 the king of the castle for sending like, digital scarcities online. Beta was significantly better than VHS but VHS had more users and it mm -hmm. won. And so Bitcoin's like already the front runner. But for how long did VHS win until DVD came out? Right, but DVD was crappier than Laserdisc, but DVD had more users. All right, yeah. I guess, <laughs> I guess what you're saying is that it's not going to be a an equal competitor. It'll be something that's even better than Bitcoin. So, yeah. so this is my angle. My angle is more value driven and everything in my mind has an acceleration of value associated with it right so for instance if you're trying to store your money you're not going to invest in a first world country that is basically the only way is like slower upwards or potentially we're going to curve and go back down what do you mean by that I don't you move your me. money into huh you lost me there yeah okay so so the, the smart people right Corey, are investing in like developing countries right now in in those in cyclic sectors like um construction for instance in in areas He's that wrong. are like angry. up and coming that are going to be essentially like hot spots for tech or or whatever for instance like manila in the philippines right you you have like the same dynamic happen to singapore right where hong kong is no longer you know where the money goes anymore right because china like the the socio-political dynamics of china basically repatriating Hong Kong forced value to flow other other directions right so anyway in my mind Bitcoin you know it's it's pretty big right now right it's like what 600 billion market cap so like risk is like obviously for Ali her risk is like fifty dollars at the end of the day right but like 
you know, you the, the goal of the game is to preserve and grow value. It's not to stay in any one denomination of value forever because they lose speed. They they, they lose steam, you know? So like don't don't put your money in Apple right now because it's not going anywhere. So Apple, I mean, I can speak to Apple, right? So the product side, Hashtag the market is saturated. Device. Three billion devices, right? Yeah. But now they're turning to services. So now they're going to be a services-based company, where the 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 ability for them to charge, you know, twelve hundred dollars for the next iPhone is is not going to be both profitable um, or um, wanted by the market. Because somebody can like, you know, you can you can buy a cheaper, That's true. slightly cheaper, just as good smartphone from like Huawei until the US, you know, banned it. They're trying to push this Apple Fitness Plus shit on me for $30 a month. And I'm like, I don't fucking want that. Stop. It. <laughs> and it's like everywhere I go, it's on yeah. my iPad, on my phone and my email. I'm like, what is this? I don't want it. I don't want it. So it's right, Jesse, you could be honest on the service based ecosystems now. So Jesse might be more right than me, Allie. I don't so, know where he was going with that in terms of crypto, though. Well, because Bitcoin, because so like, Bitcoin, like, 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 like what are what are going to be the next solutions? So like, wait, like what Ali was talking about, like uh, Betamax got beaten out by VHS. So we know that Ethereum yeah. has smart contracts. We know that Ethereum has issues like gas issues. So what's the next best thing? Well, we we know what possible candidates for next best thing are. Wait for the market caps to you know correct downwards along with all the other markets, and then suck it up. Like, Alicia oh. said, "Wait for wait for where porn goes, and then go there." Although we've had that, we, we've had that, we've had that argument. Nobody's buying porn these days. That shit's over. Well, <laughs> it still exists somehow. So I don't know how. I don't know how people out. are paying for porn, but sure. <laughs> um, well, that was an interesting, deep conversation from a question. So obviously, your your answer, Ali, is probably no. I don't think this is money. I'm going to keep spending dollars because I enjoy that process more. <laughs> I think it's more interesting to think about like this concept, right? Like you just, you did nothing. I mean, like, you, you, you lived your life. You were doing the things you were already doing and someone reached out and said, Hey, uh, here's some Bitcoin. And you, it took you minimal effort to say, sure, here you go. So in, in essence, you worked for your Bitcoin, which is something we try and get people to, to do instead of just like throwing all their money, trying to trade, uh, and you earned it doing something you were already doing. And by happenstance, it happened to turn into a bunch of money. And now you you just get to do cool stuff. And I think that's a, that's, a, that's a powerful thing for a technology to just accidentally do that to people's lives. Like, yeah, can, you think of a, can you think of another instance of that happening in, in history where like you did what you were normally doing. Someone said, hey, uh, I would like to donate something to you. You said, yeah, sure, whatever. Here's a QR code. And you got that thing. And then eight years down the road, it's significant. A Pokemon card. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, I think it's, I mean, it won't be the 80,000% return that I got, but there are other examples like when people were posting to YouTube because they just wanted to vlog. And then it grew and grew and they started running ads and then they opened up monetization for the creators so that they were making money on their own ads. The, those first creators didn't get on YouTube being like, this is, this is my career now, mm -hmm. but they ended up doing really well and being very successful with the thing they would have done anyway for free. Hmm. 
Well, what about, like, I guess now that that's a, like a thriving ecosystem, like the concept of uh, building your life, your career around producing content and putting it on these platforms and making money through ad revenue and, and, and kind of cultivating your listenership or doing something like Patreon that allows people to just straight up pay you to do it. Uh, we're noticing in a good portion that a lot of these platforms that enable that are taking a good percentage of it. And and I've, I've noticed over time, especially in the process of doing this podcast uh, and being a content creator, that it seems as though the people who have turned this into a business uh, are trying to build an audience as fast as possible and then use that audience to sell ads. And so you placate to the people who pay you as opposed to serving the people who are consuming your content directly. And I think that technologies like Bitcoin, which enable your users to directly pay you as opposed to go through some platform that takes a large cut or force you to talk to like parse through all the potential sponsorships to earn money to do the content you want to do. You just get to do what you want to do and your audience pays you for it and you get more money for that way. And I I think that's just a, a better ecosystem of people living their lives the way they want to. And those who like And those that like that get to just contribute to it directly as opposed to having to kind of go through all these different routes. No, I totally agree. And I could set up on my site a way to accept people contributing to my work through Bitcoin and never pay Patreon. But like the most important thing in my career is succinct communication. I need to tell a story in the most interesting and quick way as possible. And so that comes down to how I get people to help me as well. And why I'm paying Patreon their percentage is because they allow for that succinct communication. They have this platform already set up that people know what it is. It makes sense. It, And not just the communication, but like the system to contribute to me works. And I could set that up myself, but I'm better off do, using Patreon. Yeah, it's like sense. hiring a company to do administration for you. Right. I get so, it. They're worth the platform. I just think that over time as these technologies, because you pay a lot of fees in traditional payment rails um, and, and that fees then get passed on to the people creating the content, right? Because the, cause the yeah. business has to operate. They need to be able to pay their employees. They need to do all these things. I'm not saying that platforms like that should go away. I'm thinking that technologies like Bitcoin help them do their job better while lowering costs. So they can still have a profitable business, hopefully if they're ethical, and they don't have to pass on all those extra fees to you. Right, okay, yeah. Let's talk to Jack at Patreon, get him to start <laughs> taking on. Bitcoin. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> you gonna make your own token now, Ali? Your own Ali coin? Yeah, have you heard of that? There has to be uh, an Ali coin, I'm checking. Coin? No, people would talk about NFTs to me since I started. Oh yeah, that's hot. that's hot Is on that the street different? now. Yeah, that's uh, So you that's can make your own token, and you okay. can say that this token is tied to, I don't know, anything. You could say like, if you buy my token, it's assigned to the money that I'm gonna put towards my art projects, and then people can buy your token and give it value. Already a thing. Sorry. Hmm. Ali coins taken. It is super garbage. Sorry, Ali. Quite all right. Uh, oh, yep, I see it right there. Alley Link <laughs> token. Interesting. Well, 
Yeah, non-fungible tokens are what they call them. Corey, there's got to be a better name for that. Jesse, what? NFTs what? trading cards. Yeah. Just digital trading cards. I don't know. That's, That's the best way to like explain it fast, maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you could have like a little digital avatar of yourself. It's a token. It's just a token. But it's not duplicable. Like yeah. when I make something online, then it molds tons of people can have it digitally. That's well, kind of the beauty of, of, of this stuff, right? So like uh, the concept of Bitcoin was the first time in, in history where you, you enable digital scarcity. So like I can make something on the internet because like beforehand we had the internet, right? I can, but if I gave you a file, there's no way for you to know that I no longer had that file. It was impossible. Unless we went through some intermediary where like we trusted some party to say, I will broker this trade. I'm now saying that Corey doesn't have this thing and Ali does. Or Bitcoin was the first time we could create a digital scarcity and have a supply of something, some token. And I can then give you some of that token and you know for, for a fact that I no longer have it. With very, very strong like cryptographic primitives and a lack of trust and, and like no longer requiring a third party to like be the judge and jury of whether who who owns what and how those things do, right? And so like that started it. We have this concept of decentralized trust and digital scarcity where like I can give you something which gives you ownership, right? On the internet, which is something we really didn't have beforehand. And then that's kind of like exploded into this whole ecosystem of how do we use digital scarcity for various things? And so when you talk about things like NFTs or non-fungible tokens, it's like, all right, well then I can tokenize anything. I can say like this podcast episode now has a token attached to it. I can mint that thing on a blockchain, typically Ethereum for now. And I can then distribute maybe a certain number of them uh, based on uh, some some code that I say in the podcast that the first 10 people to claim the code get this token that can no longer be uh, minted ever again. So they have completely verifiable proof that they listen to this podcast and I can reach out to them and give them bonuses over time or give them access to certain things because they can prove ownership that they've done this stuff. And there's a lot of like really cool stuff you can do when you have digital scarcity and provable ownership on the internet. And, and you don't need like a like a company to handle that type of stuff. You, you know, like the key cards that you like beep, like like when you're going into uh, like it's a secure room or something. Yeah, yeah. Like little magnetic strips. Essentially, you could probably think of like uh, NFTs as like like a customized like the token. I'm trying to give you like a like an easy to digest, <laughs> yeah, explanation. It's just yeah, it's like um, it's a representation well, of that. It certainly makes sense for me with Bitcoin, but when it comes down to an actual like visual piece of work or like when you're talking about the podcast podcast audio mm-hmm. okay fine i have gotten it from you and then it's legally transferred and now you don't have an i do but then i play it back and record it and now i'm again making a ton of digital copies of it like i don't yeah artwork is weird right it's like uh so like artwork is weird uh and when when you make that uh when you try to make the bridge between like crypto native things like 100% digital to a physical world. Like you talk about like an audio thing or like a painting, then you have the concept of forgeries and you can make copies and so on and so forth. But I'm talking about, like, there's a lot of things you can do that are just purely digital. Like just a, a proof that I listened to this podcast that can be tokenized. And that's maybe okay. something else you can do. And, the, and like owning a, a podcast episode doesn't seem like something like maybe I'm wrong here, but that seems like. That's done. really important. 
intellectual property is a huge problem in this like infinitely multipliable world. And I was thinking when we first started this conversation that, oh, this is the solution, but it's still there. <laughs> yeah, you can still copy it. You just like, you can just say like, well, I made the first one and you have, you can say that. That's really about it. Uh, you have, well, because it's, it's, all, so like, it's all time stamped. You know what I yeah. mean? Like it's because the blockchain is like basically just a timestamp machine and you put records inside of it. I can I say like, say, well, I have proof yeah. that I did this thing here because that's when I did it and I made, I made record of it. So I would say yourself if you say otherwise. Set tape to yourself. And then you know <laughs> that's when you wrote the song. <laughs> I would say yet to. I would say that it's yet to be explored just how to verify uniqueness of art and uniqueness of recorded things, both audio and video, just because I don't think, I think blockchain, all this technology is very, um, very young. And I think people are still learning how to use it. And if it grows and evolves, then I think maybe one day we will find an authentic record, like a way to verify an authentic recording or ownership of a podcast, you know, and that somebody can't just like you said, but even in that, uh, Ali, I mean, that happens. I mean, bootleg videos, people go in the movie theaters and they take their like camera and then right, the theater exactly. and they record it. And, then they and how much does the movie industry lose every year from that kind of stuff? Yeah, Pirating. I mean, that, that stuff's that's always forever going to be hard to stop, I don't think. Yeah, the underlying so. media itself that you're viewing is not what's stored on the blockchain. It's the associated, like address that's a, that's like an encoded it's version finger, it's of like that a fingerprint of it yeah it's like a fingerprint of that so like you can't really prevent people from from like copy copying your music or copying your videos you can only prove that you were the first one you were the first one well and, and then it brings up right. the idea that well you can have the van gogh yeah and then of course there are a bunch of copies that people buy at ikea but the one that matters again, just because you decide it has value, yeah, is is provable digitally. Yeah. Okay. Cool. But you can't really go around like finding people who have the copies of like the bootleg videos. It doesn't like allow you to do that. Like, right. Unless or we were all on a system copying it. That's what I was thinking. Uh, mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't see that happening uh, at least anytime soon. Uh, it's more like proof of ownership and then whenever you do trade it you can you can transfer that thing and so like you have and then you kind of what's interesting about that is you have like provenance of a lot of stuff so if you do that where you codify or tokenize something or a bunch of things um over time and then those things slowly get built into something else and then you can free every single time it, it trades hands or transfers ownership that gets recorded on a blockchain the person who ends up with the final product can actually see the provenance and audit trail of every single time that thing has happened and who's done it. And so like you get like this really, really potentially if this thing exists somewhere or could exist somewhere, like this awesome history of an object that you have as opposed to like ever lacking that or being able to think about it or prove it. Or like if you just care about where things come from, um, you have a much more robust way of figuring out how that how that works and so it opens the doors i think to a lot of new innovative ways of thinking about physical goods and 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 and, and the ties between them and how they how they come together and move and who makes them and so on and so forth or even like standards around how those things are made so like for instance like something can't be traded unless it passes a certain standard 
And if all that stuff, all that type of stuff happens on a blockchain, you have a little more potentially confidence that it happened appropriately. Mm -hmm. And the, and the regulatory bodies did it, did it right. Yeah. Whereas now it's, it's really hard to tell. And, and I think that it makes the processing of information or, the, or, the, or like all of the rules around how we do stuff a little more trustworthy and yeah. less prone to human error or manipulation. And that's a, that's a reasonably good thing because at the end of the day, I can't pay attention to all this shit neither can you and neither can the regular re regulatory bodies. So like the more we can offload into a, a system that is more trustworthy and doesn't have the potential for human error or, 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 or malign behavior, the better off we can spend our time and comfort in the things that we do. Really oh, now we're weird? just gonna be working forever, Corey. I don't know about you. Like <laughs> And Alicia mentioned too that the ownership adds value. So if like I have a baseball that Babe Ruth had, like that's way cooler than just an old baseball. So yeah. thinking about that in terms of the history of mm -hmm. the yeah. token, that's cool. That's for sure. That might mean more than being the first one is that you can prove that there was a connection between people, like you're saying. Because if if let's say that you created like you recreated that Bitcoin art piece, right? And there's a multitude of different NFT generation platforms you can use to make that Bitcoin piece. And you can you can restrict the quantity to like, you know, an arbitrary amount. You can say, I'm going to only print 100 of these NFTs. And you can, you know, you can sign it and you can be like, you know, this was created by me, Ali. And then inherently, there will probably, probably be fans of yours that kind of coincide with the crypto sphere. And, They'll be interested in buying that artwork and it will have, you know, inherently more value than somebody who just copies it. Yeah. Yeah. The possibilities are endless, really. Um, and people are just not seeing it like take off or it's not taking off at all. Like this stuff is like very, very um, out of the mainstream. It only hits mainstream whenever CNBC is like, yeah, Bitcoin's worth like, a, you know, <laughs> The price of Alexis today, and then everybody's like, "Oh shit, oh shit, Bitcoin's still around. That's still a thing." And like, <laughs> yeah, it's a rather big thing, kind of, but <laughs> it's just one of those things. So, you know, NFTs are—they're um, not restricted just to Ethereum, right? They're—they're they're on all no. the other, all other platforms. platforms so. Ethereum's just the biggest one. So, you know. Today you're Bitcoin rich. Hopefully you're, you know, there's what a uh, three thousand cryptocurrencies nowadays. There's, <laughs> jeez, yeah, not, not any ones that's like real yeah. meaning. <laughs> yeah. yeah, don't worry about it. You only need to worry about like five of them, and then <laughs> and, then, and then you're good to go. So, um, I don't know. I don't, I think I don't have much more for you, Ali. I'm trying to think. I just think it's really awesome that you got fifty dollars and now you have. A lot more than fifty dollars, and you know you can do what you do that much better. Um, you, Corey, you got anything? Um, I got a few. Uh, first off, I'm if you're serious, I am very happy to take you up on helping you secure it and use it the way you'd like to. Uh, so we can yes, follow absolutely. up with that later on down the line. Uh, and second, like, do you have any questions for us? Like. We're the ones that talk and think about this stuff all the time. Or like, you're just curious about us, like, go ahead. 
Um, yeah, I mean, I did want to ask you guys about non-fungible tokens, so I'm glad that we covered that. And then you'll probably get into this with helping with security, but like physically getting a hardware wallet or what about just like a paper wallet? Why is that like, can I just write things it's down? Totally do that. You're, as long as that? like you do it appropriately, then yeah, it's a, it's a great way of handling, of handling the crypto. Okay. It depends and, on how you want to use it, right? So it's one of those situations, like and anytime someone asks me, like, what should I do? It's always contextual to like, what do you want to do with the money and how often do you want to access it? And like, how much is this relative to like your net worth? Or you, you, you know what I mean? It's, it's a, like, a, like a risk problem. Do you watch a lot of movies? Me? No. Yeah. No? Okay. No. You know, like, have you, have you seen like a movie where, you know, there's like, they're making like a high net worth transaction and they, they got like this you know tablet or some 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 electronic device and then they're like tapping numbers and they're like they hit the send button and they go i've just transferred you like wired you five million dollars you know yeah yeah that's like unrealistic <laughs> well no no it is actually like that's what oh, you okay. can do with a hardware wallet like it's, if, if it's i want to send you like a ton of money or whatever small amount of money just do 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 hardware wallet you know but what Corey's getting at is if you want it to like not be as liquid as if you had a hardware wallet, like an electronic device that assists you in making quick transactions, essentially, then you can you can do the paper wallet. But in terms of like the the ease and the security associated with how fast you can access your crypto, it's arguably different, has different characteristics. Yeah, so well, we just I thought a hardware wallet was just for more security, but you're saying it's yes. for ease of use too. To keep it's, it also, like... it's, it's one of those situations where it drastically increases your level of security while also providing you like a convenient way to actually get access to it. Yeah. Okay. A paper but wallet. Isn't it like also a device that like needs batteries and could get wet? I mean, like I you plug it in. Well, here's the thing, right? So like, how these things work, it's all based on a random seed of entropy or like randomness, right? And then once you have that seed of randomness, everybody leaving? Say like, bye, guys. <laughs> once you have that seed of randomness, you get to, they've all heard this a thousand times. So um, that then derives all of the keys and addresses that you use that store and access Bitcoin. Mm -hmm. And so what happens is that you, you load that seed phrase or the randomness onto uh, your hardware wallet. And then that just provides you all of the keys and stuff and access to them. Okay. So if something you put water on it, you lose it, someone steals it because it's backed up by a pin. Uh, then if it's backed up by a pin, they can't get access to those keys. And you still have the initial the random like seed that you can okay. then restore it onto something else and still have access. Yeah, you just you just literally like they're like so little... like the hardware wallet is a way to keep your keys like the like the like let's put it this way. The term wallet is a shit term. It's a it should be called like a keychain. And it's a okay. way better way of like giving you intuition around like what you can do with these things and how to treat it if it's stolen or what happens if you give it to somebody else. And what you're doing is your is the initial seed like bootstraps your keychain, which is your hardware wallet. And then you just carry that around. And the, the keys never leave the keychain, uh, your hardware wallet. I want to so, try, so try something, Corey, real quick. Basically, it's just a, a really long password, which is the seed phrase that generates all the private keys on the device itself. Like, like you probably know that it's just 24 words that you need to memorize as far as your seed phrase goes. So it's like, yeah, okay. 
The, so you it, need to keep that safe. That's what you need to keep right. safe, like locked up somewhere. Because yeah. if you lose your hardware wallet, then it's gone. But we can all talk about this. Never memorize. And it's air-gapped. That's, that's the main point of a hardware oh, wallet. Oh, someone to, like, start torturing you or whatever? Yeah. Just <laughs> memorize where you kept the words. Jeez, I was thinking that, like, the smartest, most secure thing would be to just put it in my brain. But that's, you're right. I should. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. It's way easier to say, I don't know. You have, like, like I can say Corey and D. Like, here's a piece of, of my, you know, uh, encoded, my encrypted uh, seed phrase. And then if somebody, like, threatens me, they'll still never get access to my funds because I don't have, you know, like, I don't have all the pieces. Yeah. Oh yeah, so I did set up a multi-sig wallet. Can you ex it, am I understanding this correctly? At, like one of my devices is my phone. If I if somebody steals my phone because I need more signatures than just that, they won't have access and I could just like regenerate what the phone has on a different device and still have access to my stuff. Assuming you did that correctly, yes. Okay. Cool. So you may you may currently be set up appropriately for what you want to do uh it's like it's hard to tell because yeah, like you, I, I would I, I, first off i'd rather you not tell me exactly how you do it so you don't broadcast yeah. it to everybody sure. yeah. Mm. but uh yeah there's there's just there's one of those there's so many ways it's like think about it this way you're storing passwords and you can do a bunch of cool stuff to like break up the passwords and combine them in different ways so that you have multiple devices that come together to form your password and and it and how you do that, how you store your passwords, is really dependent upon how often you want to access it, how much risk you have, uh, things like that. And so, like, there is no one-stop shop solution. It's it's just like just like there isn't for like how you store your cash. Like, you don't carry all your money in your back pocket. <laughs> That'd be stupid. Look at her face. She's like, right? yes, she's I like, maybe might. I do. <laughs> she's like, yes, I do. Whole cash, baby. <laughs> oh, it's funny because I got this as a gift. I hope she's a box of cash. Okay. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who gave you that? The internet, Corey. The internet. Oh, yeah, she's got she's got real <laughs> fandom, so I. It's I like. I think I read way too much. Corey, you'd actually be impressed. And this is the first time I've ever even said it on the show. But I have. Um. I have a code that unlocks my codes. So like <laughs> like the deep password to to the crypto that no one knows that I have. Like if there's a code to my code. Like I have to use this code and then it unlocks another code. And then it unlocks another code. He's got to go on a scavenger hunt to get access to his crypto. Well, I read a lot of Dan Brown novels and I you know, Da Vinci Code. <laughs> and shit and like digital fortress <laughs> i've got a codex i've got a whole it's kind of crazy and i'm worried about if i get hit by a bus tomorrow <laughs> my family's fucked but i mean it feels cool to have while i'm alive i should probably leave instructions you should but, do that for set up a system that like when your heart stop starts or stops beating then it auto sends to your family that, well that exists somebody really? else knows how to set it up it's called a dead man switch and like when I can delete my internet history, but it, it's not based on your yes, you actually can, but it's not it can delete. It See, I straight I mean, to that. Fuck with Bitcoin. Got to delete my internet history. I have a funny idea about that, but it's a you. It's it's like a dead man switch, and like it it pings off of certain devices that you always ping off of, and whenever you stop pinging for a certain amount of time, then it like deletes everything and does all the things. Um, 
but I it's funny because I got an email saying like if you don't use your gmail for three months what do you want us to do like send it to your family delete everything like they're thinking about this too yeah people are starting to think about it facebook has already thought about it and then microsoft patented something really weird yesterday where they can turn all your chat conversations into an ai and you can live forever as a chat bot and i was like that's creepy that's very we're getting that was, two that black was a hard mirror. turn that was a we're hard turn we're two, yeah we're getting two black mirror too fast we i want to do it now not when i die so i can talk to myself and see if i'm a douchebag <laughs> how would you know view, or it's like the, what if you're a douchebag you're like this person's the greatest person ever like <laughs> really get along. I really get they along. hate all the same people i hate <laughs> um those are all great questions i mean those are all questions that you know being 10 years in this game it's hard to believe those are still questions but it just shows how early they're never gonna not be questions yeah. yeah. As long as we have the people who are depending on the forgot password button, we're going to have these questions. Oh, yeah, that's for sure. Right. It's, it's, so we've built an Internet culture of offloading responsibility to other people to fix shit for us. And when you introduce a technology that says, no, you're going to have to take a little more responsibility and do it. It's going to be strange and weird and awkward. And so, like, it just has to, like it's going to take a long time for that type of paradigm shift to use a to, to use a phrase to, to take over and it's not going to be like a full swing we're not going like to get up in a world where like everyone's fully responsible for all their data because that's ridiculous but maybe a little bit so jesse has a trademark question he would like to ask you Allie. so imagine that you have a kid <laughs> can't sorry yeah, okay, well, imagine somebody else's kid wants you to go <laughs> to career game, right? Unstoppable. Right? Wait, what was that? And, uh, and, and some kid in the classroom raised his hand after you gave your spiel about what you do and asked you, so is what you do actually hard? How would you respond? I mean, technically, anybody with an email address can sign up for YouTube. Good luck, kid. <laughs> Damn! All right. I want to take you around to high schools, just in the hopes that someone asks you that question. But you do hard. Why do you get this question a lot in being in the Bitcoin world? Oh no, I just no. think it's interesting. Like, so we interview a lot of people who are maybe CEOs of like billion-dollar companies in crypto, and sometimes you can't help but wonder, what do you actually do? And is what you're doing worth, you know, the millions and millions of dollars you're getting paid? I also think it's interesting, like, what are the unforse like the unseen nuances of difficulty in what you yeah. do? Because like what that, you said, right, your, your job is to create content or to speak to your audience as concisely as possible. And so you use a lot of, you, you, there's a lot of work behind that. I've, I've known a lot of like YouTube creators and the amount of work that goes into building quality content is tremendous. Mm -hmm. And those who don't understand that probably don't appreciate it as much. So like when someone asks you like, was what you do hard? You're like, well, yeah. And some people are like, no, it's not hard. I just don't know why I'm rich. Like, I don't know what's going yeah. on. Yeah, some people <laughs> really? have that answer. That's so cool. Yeah, I'm sure you've gotten tons of interesting answers to that. That's crazy. I asked my mom and she said, hell no. That's <laughs> it. I was laughing. I said, Mama, what you do hard? She said, 
Hell no. I was like, damn. All right. Well, there it is. It's pretty honest. That's <laughs> <laughs> pretty honest answer. Uh, the ne- I'll ask the next trademark question. I like the way you preface that, Jesse. Nice. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to make it less mean. <laughs> Sorry, there's a story behind yeah, that alley. There's, the first there's a great story behind that. Actually asked, so the first time Jesse asked that question, the guest did not take it very well. She did she not take it the pissed. right way. She She's took it the pissed. wrong way. Well, no, to, to be honest, it, what she does is not oh, hard, and she does not kid. provide good content. Yeah. She's a different type of content maker. Yeah, she's the other kind of content maker. She's a thirst trap. She was a, thirst, a thirst trap. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so, like, I didn't know that. And, he didn't and she, know that. she took it like like I was asking her like like is what you do hard like like she was like, like I knew what she me? did but I didn't know anything about what she did because I didn't know who she was I don't know it's like somebody thinking they're more famous than they actually are you know she just got pissed I know that she's much. probably been asked that a lot because people see what she does and like this doesn't take any talent <laughs> yeah I don't know I don't know like it's just yeah but I like that. I'm the glad, next I'm glad you took it well. In 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 ten words or less, can you describe Bitcoin? Uh, yes. <laughs> That's not one of the words. <laughs> That's it. Yeah, I can't do that. I'm trying to do it in way shorter than ten. Um, digital recreation of gold. Oh wow. Four words. When did that gold narrative happen? Huh? When did the gold narrative happen? When they used the word mining. They built mm-hmm. it in with the yeah. the whole system. Because it it's changed. A scarcity it changes every few years. Discovered through mining. Like, I, I mean, it, it's it's got a lot of... And also, like, you look at all the early videos. Like, looking yeah. back at when we were learning about this stuff, you look at videos, it's literally a fucking pickaxe. Like, it's... <laughs> it's yeah. like Describe mining. Yeah. I mean, so... It kind of touches on what you said earlier, Corey, like wallet's a bad word for it, but it really isn't. If you use keys, if you use key or keychains, no one's ever going to associate this with monetary means, not currency, ever. If I think about keys I think about money, I think about lockboxes in a bank, which is is a sucky situation. Yeah, but like it's a you don't go you don't go to the ATM and put your key in there and get your cash out. Well, you do actually. It's called a pin number, but you know what? In my, I'm talking about. We, we can do this, but maybe not today. We're not gonna do this because the interview's over, and we, we, need, to, we need to wrap it up. <laughs> but anyways, Ali, thank you for swinging by our show. Um, is there anything you'd like to leave our audience with? How to find you? How to find your funny videos, which are really funny, and you're a great storyteller, by the way. Thank um, you. But you know, just how do people reach out to you? I am Ali Spagnola on everything, so go find me. All the places. <laughs> I don't know. Google me. <laughs> there we go. It'll <laughs> auto-go to Ali Spagnola naked or something stupid. Don't Google me. The They assume that they want to ask about my age or feet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Check it out in the show notes, everyone. Um, thank you. Thanks. And we're back. Um, live. Yeah. Live. We totally are doing this live, live, live. So, 
you know, you can call into the show now. I really uh, like how you made that soundboard and you never use it. You know, man, you bought it. it you 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 sold it to me as if like you were gonna. It's gonna up the up the podcast production value. And I was like, okay. yeah, cool. You're gonna do this, and then okay. you used it once with some Street Fighter stuff, and never again. Okay, so let me confess. Here's the deal. I got all these noises on here, and then I broke it. And then, okay, so that was step one. And you know me when things are broken. It takes me a good long while to fix them because I'm just like, man, fuck that. That's frustrating. So anyways, so then I so then I unfucked it halfway. I'm talking there's like 150 noises on here. But then I started to notice, like, I stopped caring about what I was saying and was just trying to find a joke to make a sound. So I stopped listening to you talk. Maybe you should send it to me. Send it to me and I'll use it appropriately. Yeah. So just, yeah. So send it to me. Listening. I'll use it. If you're not going to use it, we're not going to waste the money. I stopped listening to it. I think what we need to do is like have <laughs> He's just it he, his whole show. podcasting experience was trying to make jokes to the soundboard. Yeah. I was like, I don't really give a shit what Corey's saying, but I can't wait to push this button right here. <laughs> and I'm going to make a joke and I'm going to push Boy, it. Okay, okay. You know, we should send it to Alicia and then maybe like patch her sound in. So that way she can do it and like oh, we can actually yeah. have like a conversation because I just our conversations got shitty because I wasn't. I like that idea actually. Alicia, you want to do That's that? That's actually a really good idea. You send to me, I use. She, said, no. she even said it in the chat. Cool. Alicia, we're sending that to you and you become our noisemaker. Okay. But I actually bought this out of my pocket. So I would like to. No, I'm kidding. I'll reimburse you. Uh, no, nah, don't worry about it. I'll, get, I'll send it to you. Look, it's still set up. The, why did you sell me on it? Why did you why did you ask me if you could use podcast funds to buy it with your own money? Oh, I was gonna reimburse myself, but then you know I didn't. I was just like, oh. you know what? I'll donate it to donate it to the show. <clears throat> Tax write-off. <clears throat> so then um yeah, so Ali Spagnola, well, you, you you saw it, you I mean you that was a you wonderful listened. interview. It was yeah, it, it was nice. A, I enjoy talking to people not being sold yeah. on products. Yeah. We should interview more regular Joes. You know, we yeah. should like uh, try to do like a little on-ramping segment. Uh-uh. No. No. Because when you have all, <laughs> no, average just Joes, they just, they just want money. And just then, talk to them. Yeah. Answer their questions. Answer a few other questions and then just talk to them. Average Joes or artists? People. Just people. They don't have to be, oh, they don't okay. have to be anything. Okay. That's my, I want to interview Barack Obama. That'd be cool about bitcoin would you try and do his voice to him the entire interview can you do a barack obama impression um i i can do his cadence i don't know if i can do a good impression Give a but shot. all he does is you used to do you used to do an interview or an impersonation every single episode if you go back to the early episodes like one through five they're garbage but uh d would alienate slash make fun of somebody slash do an impersonation every single episode and they were more than often than not outstanding i think we even said made us made it a segment like it was like a it was a d talking like a other black dude talking about bitcoin yeah it was a thing that we did jesse for like 10 episodes where i was talking like different different i mean you did that on what the header and just the header with your all sorts of impressions they were great though actually maybe i can do a good obama his his thing is, is like he makes short words long and long words short so he's like uh so what you heard was an interview with Ali Spagnola. She, she's a YouTuber and she 
likes to make all kinds of inquisitive and excellent, vivacious uh, footage. (laughs) (laughs) He just makes long words short and short words long. That's all he does. Let me tell you why. (laughs) And lick his lips. Uh, So anyways, that was my best Barack Obama. It's not bad. It's not maybe we just bring that segment back. D being yeah. a different black dude talking about Bitcoin. Yeah, I can talk like Wesley Snipes and Blade by Bitcoin, motherfucker. That's what that's all he says. That's about that's all, all he says. says. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, um, what I wanted to talk about is this dangerous trend, and you know, if you don't think it's dangerous, uh, you should. You should think exactly like me. And the, <laughs> the, the reason why it's dangerous is because middlemen are starting to get greasy. Um, and what I mean by that is this week we've had two different it's of the two different instances of the same thing in two different markets. And it's just so nasty. So first, Robinhood. Everyone knows about this now. They just closed off any buy orders so that all those people who had their money in GameStop could make their money back or not get liquidated as hard. Right. They went from getting fucked hard to only fuck centrally. And so that's fucked up. So they shouldn't have that kind of control, but they did. No one told them to do it. The SEC didn't tell them to do it. No regulating body said stop trading and stop buy orders. They just did it on their own. And then in the crypto world, Coinbase just kind of like halted buying and selling of Bitcoin with the U.S. dollars. Coinbase. Coinbase. To try and get ahead of, uh, I guess, what they feared would be a market run uh, from Wall Street Bets doing what they're doing. Like Wall Street Bets has got their dingling out right now. And so I think that that's a bad trend. And if anything, it appeals to the core concepts of crypto because there shouldn't be someone who can decide what you can and can't do with what you want to do so long as I mean, you're not trying to hurt anybody. Right. So I don't know. Did you read the uh, blurb that um, the guy who was shorting GameStop, Melvin Capital, he uh, he wrote a little blurb. He was saying that we started essentially this hedge fund to short sell basically other bigger whales in the space because we wanted to stick it to the man. And eventually, you know, we ended up becoming the man. And so it's like a story of, you know, mm. you, you can start as average. Live long Joe, enough, and live then, long enough yeah. as the, as like the, the, the guy to see yourself become Batman. a villain or something like that. Okay. Batman. The Batman. Okay. <laughs> it's appropriate. I mean, it, it is. is. You're right. It is. It's like you either die, you die the hero, or you live long enough That's to yourself become the villain. Yeah, with great, yep. op, you know, with great responsibility comes or great power comes great responsibility. I think I'm gonna just say the whole <laughs> rest of this episode in yeah. Marvel quotes. Do please do that. Uh, okay. <laughs> He's googling it. <laughs> bring him up. Bring him up. Your only responses are Marvel, Marvel universe responses from here on out. Oh, and you gotta so you gotta shoot. Batman is DC. Oh man, this is gonna be fun. We'll fuck that up, right? You just alienated all comic. Oh, let's rewind it, Alicia, since you gotta be so guys, guys. It's it's not how much we lost, it's it's about how much we have left. (laughs) Who says that? Steve Rogers, Avengers. Oh my god, 
America. That's definitely a Captain. Captain America always says some shit that's like, oh, you're right, but fuck you. Uh, <laughs> anyways, uh, what was I going to say? Anyways, it's a bad president. Precedent. Bad president. <laughs> bad precedent. That it's just totally cool that like businesses and these entities can just turn off and prevent people from doing what they want to do. And I think crypto, here's the thing I fear though. I think crypto has that ability, but I feel like the big wigs are going to make it harder and harder to tap into that characteristic as time goes on. You know, what do you mean like, by that? the world has changed and none of us can go back. We're like all we can do is our best. And sometimes the best we can do is just start over. Pick your card or Captain America. Let me see if I can guess. <laughs> Let me see if I can guess it before you uh, say it. You know, you need to, Damn it, that was good. Um, I was thinking that you guys are actually going to give a response and not just a comic book movie quote, but shit, now I'm lost. Um, what do you mean by that, P? Mean by what? Mean by what you just said. It's a bad precedent that... Um, so, so what I just said is the whole, I guess, um, libertarian themes that that uh-huh. kind of jump started this entire space okay it's just like it's cheesy but it's just like that batman quote it's like oh this stuff started great and bitcoin and cryptocurrency is a way to liberate and allow give people freedoms and options that they had but i fear that all that's going to happen is over time as those same people become wealthy they're going to create either legally like with little raw like literal laws in the books or like funnel and manipulate value into smart contracts that they deem worthy and it's just going to be this weird poetic justice that oh you never like you're going to end up being exactly what you're trying to fight i mean yeah i mean i I think you talk to anybody they 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 come into something you know bushy tailed and bright eyed i think is the cliche right you're gonna stop after you said bushy tailed, and I was gonna say, Jesse, this isn't that type of show. I know, no, um, no, but like you know, people people want to make a change, and they they have they go into it with you know the best of intentions, and you know I, that's what I was talking about in price talk. You know, half the time I'm just like trolling just for fun, but you know, money doesn't necessarily mean like you're good or bad. It's just you know, like money shouldn't change you, right? It shouldn't make you feel like you're better than anybody else, and you know I. I'm sorry, Colin. I'm, I'm just trolling Will. Colin. I'm so I'm sorry. But, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, like you shouldn't say like and like nothing. No one thing lasts forever. Like money is just, you know, it's just this stupid thing that we all tire, you know, our efforts to, unfortunately. But like, you know, making more money shouldn't make you a worse person, I guess is what I'm getting at. I'm with you to the end. Um, Steve Rogers, Captain America. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. How long can you keep this up, Corey? Do you think you can keep this up for extended? Keep it up the entire time. I bet. This is what I would like. This is this would be a dream of mine. Is for you to memorize a lot of these quotes and use them into your public speeches. And in your podcast that you go on and just see how long you can trip the public into thinking that you're some 
very insightful dude when you're just reciting Marvel Universe quotes. Well, That's you know, right. like no man can win every battle, but no man should fall without a struggle. <laughs> I don't even think that makes sense. <laughs> so, anyways, what, what do you what do you hope to what do you hope to feel? Forget forget about the money, D. Right. So, like, we're all in the money. Yeah. What do you hope to feel after this is all said and done? Mostly warm on the inside. But um, what do you, what mean, do you mean by, by that? that? Good question. So, like, I'm done, uh, I'm done doing quotes. What do you mean by that? I'm done doing quotes. Like, what? So, usually you do things, you're motivated. Like, I don't know about you, but like, you know, making money is a, is a, highly motivating thing to do a lot of different things in life right crypto i feel like is just you know par for the course it's just part of that right like mm-hmm. people get into crypto because money it's it's obvious to, to some people at least right um your feelings your motivations about why you got into this space like is like i i guess what do you what do you hope to leave the space? Like say ten years, five years, three years, one year. I don't know how what your time frame is and how much is enough, you know? What do you hope to feel after you know you've made enough? Or if you ever make enough? What's the end goal? Like how do you what do you want from this besides money? Uh I just would like for crypto as a whole to do to most people what it did to me it just kind of one it it taught me a lot about how money and how currency works and taught me a lot about value systems talking like monetary value and i think that if i just educate people and make it entertaining like a hundred people a year then i'm good with that my education i don't mean like here you know sit down kids look at this fucking whiteboard Here's some words. That's not how I teach. Sometimes it was. Uh, yeah. But like, you know, not that kind of education. I think the best education is exposing people to pathways and then watching them take the paths. Right. It's not necessarily teaching them, showing them how to walk down the path. It's like, hey, you know, this is a thing and this is kind of how it works. And this is, you know, kind of awesome. You go that way or you don't, mm-hmm. um, you know, exposing people to, to crypto. That's that's it. Like my wealth, uh, you know, is not it's got nothing to do with this. If it did, then we would have taken the many, many, many chances and opportunities we've had over the years to make a quick buck. So that's what it is. Corey? And the Lambos. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> what do you got, Corey? Um that's a rough one. Like I, first off, there is no end really for me. Um yeah. in the event that yeah. I get rich, I'm doing the exact same thing I'm doing now. Like Right. I quit academia like, while we were doing this podcast. Like I, my very successful potential career in academia. I had a good path. Like the research that I would have continued to do is something that I would be still doing and it'd be prolific like prolific. Uh I quit because I like this technology and I like what implications it has on society. And um it grew a skill set that makes me useful, which is something that I think everyone, like everyone should strive to be like, that should be a good underlying motivator for most people is be useful. Mm-hmm. And everything that I've learned and do inside this, inside this, this ecosystem has taught me to be more useful. And it's, and, and because of that, I've, I've, I've gained financially. Like that's just a, that's a side effect of 
I think, being in this ecosystem and helping people and understanding how things work. Uh, and I hope, like, when it's all said and done, that I've made it, I've done that, I've made an impact, and I've helped a lot of people better their lives the way they want to. And that's not necessarily through education or like directly doing it, but like helping build the supporting infrastructure, uh, helping guide decisions on how things are built so that they stay that way ethically. Because the, the, the good ethics was a good portion of why people jumped into the space in the first place, but they didn't lack the technical know-how to make a difference other than just proselytize it. And mm-hmm. I, I think I have the, the, the technical chops and the ethics to, mm-hmm. to do something at the base layer. Uh, and make an impact on how this stuff eventually grows. And if it does change the world, then uh, it it doesn't just do what D fears the most, which has become an even more strong uh, last boss. Like, like the, just a stronger version of the same thing we have. And that that only happens if the people who are building it and using it and growing it maintain those ethics. Yeah. But you guys, like... You ever you ever wonder? At least I do. Um, like, um, Godzilla. This, this, this is going to be a weird one, right? Good but you know how like um, nitrogen mixtures, right, were used in the Holocaust to kill people, but then they were also originally that useful that for for bad. fertilizer, for for mass you know yeah. mass improvements for you know agricultural purposes. Like in the same way, like I don't know if you if you know watch some of like the uh there's a there's a tv show right on net on netflix called spycraft right and you can you can see how blockchain the transparency that it allows for is being used by countries like china in order to basically surveil surveil and control and so you we go into this you know where you whereas you say Corey, some people are just proselytizing because they don't have the technical chops and you can do both. You can proselytize and you have the technical chops and you're trying to do it from an ethical standpoint. But at the end of the day, building the tools also enables, you know, um, people to be yeah. controlled other very than... Much. I'm very aware of that. Yeah. And, and, it's, right. and it's something that I grapple with regularly. And uh, I don't know what, like, in my opinion, I stand on the side, because this is an argument people can make and it's a valid yeah. argument to stand yeah. on either side of this. And my, I stand on the side of, I think it's worthwhile to build the technology um, especially if it's done by those who are trying to do it ethically, because they'll understand how to combat it when those who do use it, uh, like in a maligned way, try to do so. They like we, the, the people who need to combat it already have the technical expertise because they're the ones that made it in the first place. And on the other hand, if you don't do it, if you choose not to do it and it can be done, someone else will. And if it's that like person happens bomb. to be, if that happens to be someone who's maligned. Yeah. then the people who need to be there to understand how to defeat it won't be yeah. there. Yeah, it's like it's like a it's like a, a financial tech arms race right now. It's like whoever can make the most equitable tech, you know, is and and that looks the fairest, but then somebody's always going to be like, you know, this can be useful for killing people or for, you know, doing something terrible. Yeah. We should but, chat. A hammer can build a house or smash someone's head in. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's what makes it a good tool. What I, also, what I actually thought about this analogy of the day based on yeah. everyone using that as a standard one. And, and that is the way uh, it gets wielded uh, or how people point at it with false information yeah. and then vilify it. So it's like saying like you watch an idiot use a hammer and smash his hand in and then complain that 
like hammers are really bad and we should ban them. Right. Yeah. So the, the, the tool is not is based on the idiot. Bad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We've how about, how about the idea that like the value that we are getting from crypto is literally people losing, becoming like bricklayers. Like for example, um, the pre-med server that I'm in, there are a lot of people who have lost a lot of money buying Doge at the top. Yes, and a lot of people, to be. right? They're and and they're like, that was my rent money, and they lost fifty percent of it. And it's like, I, I, I can only tell them like so many times, don't don't buy Doge. It's up four hundred percent. This is a an absolutely shitty investment. Don't do that. You know, not only does it have zero fundamentals, but it's at the top of the zero fundamental hype machine. That's, like, so that's exactly like... what I'm telling them, right? But they don't understand that. They just see number go up. So they feed into that. And, you know, there's an arbitrage opportunity. Like it's selling for eight cents on U.S. exchanges, whereas, you know, on Indian and Southeast Asian exchanges, it's selling for four cents. I can take the four cents supply and dump it on the eight cents exchanges. I make four cents. But that's automated these days, I think. No, there was a huge spread really? for hours, Corey. Yeah. Whenever there's a huge wow. spread like that. I'm surprised that that's not automated already. It's not. And that's, that's, that's what I was talking to, uh, to Wayne about in the Slack. I don't think it'll ever well, be. I'm a... quitting a podcast. See you guys later. <laughs> I'm <laughs> going to go automate that away. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think anything can ever be as automated, 100% automated. I think that's the value of Chainlink. Like oh, Link. that's what crypto is. Like, that's, that's one of the powers of crypto. Like it's the main, in my opinion, one of the main things that makes this stuff um, incredibly powerful is its, its ability to be programmatic and and automated. Like that's what smart contracts are. I think I think the problem of the the art the spread was not a result. It, it was purely a result of the fact that you have the dynamic of people on Robinhood buying up the supply that they have of Dogecoin and. They don't allow you to trade it off exchange. And that's the same thing that goes for uh, Robinhood, for PayPal and whatever. And so you have this disconnect between um, what their price is and the rest of the market. And they're only, you know, um, they're only buying supply from like a select, uh, a select number of U.S. exchanges. And then the price reflects through maybe like an OTC purchase that they buy to, you know, settle their customer accounts. And so like you have this like, the, the, the spread is not due to tech not working in crypto. It's due to old tech trying to fuse with new tech and the regulations involved. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Mm, I think that's why that spread's going to be there for a while. Yeah. To tell you the truth. It's but, not going away anytime soon. No, I don't think it, it will. will. Be. I think it will eventually, just not anytime <laughs> soon. Yeah, but there's a lot of money to be made from that. Yeah. Like that, that, yeah. The, the, the like the process of that going away is literally the process of making money. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. How do you feel about that? Like, if you were to tomorrow, you know, change your project, and it's like now I'm going to arbitrage that difference away, and you make money on that. Do you feel good or bad about that money? I'd have to consider it. I don't know. I, I'd have to think about that for a while. Like, like, because because like, isn't that just part of the efficient market hypothesis? I, I don't know. There's so many different hypotheses and theories about uh, globalization and market theories that like it would be fun to do an episode. And I can go down the list with you guys and just like, what do you how do you identify, you know, as an individual in mm -hmm. in this market of money? What do you what 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 do you ethically identify yourself? Aligned the reason with why there's so many is because it's arbitrary invention of us like we made it. 
You know what I mean? So there's always going to be infinity of them. It's not like so a natural. Money is like a proxy of power. Yeah, it's not. It's not a natural science. You know what I mean? It's not something that could be observed, and then there's empirical evidence, and then we come to conclusions, and we have convergence of an idea. No, it's money. We made it up. Finance. We made it up. So there's going to be infinity theories. Like there could be a PlayStation Five theory going around. Why isn't that price coming down on scalping markets? I no, what I mean is like a, I, I'll, I'll 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 pull up the list on an episode from now. Um, okay. Yeah, that yeah. sounds fun. I mean, we're running we're out of time anyway. Floor. We should probably wrap yeah, it up. I'll tell you right now. I'm an ox. I'm an ox. <laughs> I'm a rat. <laughs> um, thank you for listening to the Bitcoin podcast. Uh, we know you enjoyed yourself. Um, how much? I don't know. Maybe your pants are tight right now. I mean, it doesn't are. really matter if you enjoyed yourself because we enjoyed ourselves. <laughs> yeah. So we're the ones making enjoyed, it. <laughs> yeah. If you enjoyed yourself as we enjoyed ourselves, in a totally PG way, then you should subscribe and you should ding the bell. I don't know if that's something that we do, but I hear it said all the time. So I'm going to say it to ding like, the bell. Subscribe, tell your friends, yeah. share, ding a bell. Tell your friends, go into your notification settings and in your phone and put yes to all and your location settings as well. We want to know where you are. Um, <laughs> no, we don't. <laughs> We're not trying to. You can... Uh, um, you know, go to the bitcoinpodcast.com and you'll see all the things that we've done and do. Uh, join the Slack. Um, here's another thing we would like for you to do. We'd like for you to uh, give us money, right? Um, <laughs> <laughs> and we'd like for you to do that through Patreon. Yes. Um, <laughs> yes. So shortly... We're going to have a patrons only episode where the patrons can come. You bring a drink, you bring a topic and you've got to be, you've got to be a patron in the tier of Something. Daniel's discretion. That no, just a patron, fun. just a patron period. No, um, just a patron. We'll you discuss know. this later. Yeah. Daniel's got his video turned off, but I know he's sweating now. Like, oh shit, he's going off the cuff. What the fuck? No, this is what it is. This is what we're gonna do. If you're a patron and you're in the pay, the private patron channel on our Slack, then you you can come to a round table. Watch yourself. <laughs> bring a drink, bring a topic, and you can kick it with us. And that's gonna be an episode that is also only gonna be available to our patrons. No, we can't do no, it to everybody like that. It's not going to work if everyone comes with something like that and expects to get something out of it. Okay, that's right. You're right. Uh, you know, we're going to play this by ear. So if you're a patron, <laughs> you know, shit, oh, that idea. Yeah. If you're a patron and you want to, I got you, Daniel. It's like, you come. All right. So shout out to Megan the Stallion. Uh, as I predicted, your twerk craze is, craze is taking, over the, taking over the globe. She does this thing with her hips on the bottom that's I've never seen it done before. It just it's changing, it's changing lives, Megan. It's changing lives. Uh, shout out to Michelle Obama. What a uh, drastic difference between those two. <laughs> yeah. What do you you want a Michelle in the streets and a Megan in the bed, right? You know what they say? You know the saying? I'm sure, there's something like that. Yeah, Jesse knows. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, shout out to um, Georgia Curtis and and Zoe Saldana. I know you know I put you on the back burner for a while, but you know you never cease to impress me. 
and I'm excited about Avatar 2 and 3. So, there we go. Um, I don't have anything else. You guys have things? Yeah, thank you, Alicia and Daniel, for all that you guys do. And and thank you. That, was, that interview with Ali Spagnola was a, like a yeah. breath of fresh air. That yeah, thank nice. you, Ali. Yeah. yeah. Pretty dope, Ali. Keep blowing up your boobs. All right. You uh, said it yourself, bitch. We're the Guardians of the Galaxy. Peter Quill. <laughs> Play the outro. Why are you quoting the character? Like Peter Quill. That's how you know where it comes from. Circa, circa. <laughs> That's the best part. Peter Quill. All right. Play the outro. <laughs>